0: We've been doing a series entitled, No Limits, Believing God for the Impossible. How many know God does the impossible in our lives? Amen. He's so good. He's so faithful. And if we really internalize the implications of that, uh, that, that should boost our faith, church. Because when we would have an inclination or a tendency to say that can't happen or that's impossible, we remember that we serve a God of the impossible, and he can do and will do anything uh, that is according to his will. And so uh, I encourage I trust your heart is being stirred by these messages, not because they're from me, but because they're truth from God's word. And uh, we always benefit by the truth of God's word, don't we? Mark chapter 10, begin reading at verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. The title of my message today is Breakthrough. Breakthrough. How many know a breakthrough is an awesome thing? It speaks of moving beyond barriers that have held one in place for a period of time. In Japan there was a man in the Imperial Orchestra who couldn't play a note, but being a person of great influence and wealth he had demanded that he be given a place in the group because he wanted to quote unquote perform before the emperor. The conductor agreed to let him sit in the second row of the orchestra, even though he couldn't read music. He was given a flute, and when a concert would begin, he'd raise his instrument, pucker his lips, and move his fingers. He would go through all the motions of playing, but he never made a sound. And if he couldn't read music, I guess that was a good thing, right? This deception continued for two years, then a new conductor took over. He told the orchestra he wanted to audition each player personally. Then came the flautist's turn. He was frantic with worry, so he pretended to be sick. However, the doctor who was ordered to examine him declared that he was perfectly well. The conductor insisted that the man appear and demonstrate his skill. Shamefacedly, he had to confess that he was a fake. He had just been going through the motions. You know, and we can uh, laugh or point our finger at someone like that and say, how absurd to do that. How could he not know he would be found out? But before we're too quick to judge, we need to remember sometimes we just go through the motions in life, don't we? We just follow the routine and expect that each new day will be like the day before because that's how the days go. And so we go through the motions. We do the same things over and over. You've heard that statement. It's cliched, but it's true. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect different results. And we can fall into that trap of going through the motions individually and as a church body as well. And saying every day is going to be like the day before. Every Sunday service is going to be like the Sunday service before. And things will just go on as they always have. When meanwhile, God has a breakthrough ready for us. If we'll only see it and pursue it. And so this morning... I want to look at how we can move beyond going through the motions specifically for the next few minutes. I want to share with you steps to experience a breakthrough in your life. Each of us have different areas of life where we may need a breakthrough. It may be our personal lives, it may be in our marriage, it may be in terms of habits that aren't pleasing to God and we can't seem to be free of them. It may be, be a need for physical healing. It may be a need for emotional uh, healing. Whatever it might be, I want you to know, as we sang this morning, there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to uh, bring us into a breakthrough for our lives. Do we believe that this morning? So for the next few minutes, I want to look at the steps we need uh, to take to experience a breakthrough in life. What steps do we need to take to experience a breakthrough in life? The first one is this, it's take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for your life. In verse 47, it says that Bartimaeus, who had been a blind man uh, all his life, he, uh, people knew him, uh, he would sit by the side of the road, but he heard that the healer was coming to town. He, Jesus' fame had preceded him and so he heard that Jesus was coming to town and by now, uh, the stories had spread of the miracles uh, that Jesus had performed, the healings uh, and other miracles that had taken place. And so when Bartimaeus, it says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. He drew attention to himself. How dare he do such a thing? But you see, if Bartimaeus didn't shout, To get Jesus' attention, no one would have done it for him. Do we understand that? And Bartimaeus was sick of living the life that he had lived. This was his chance, this was his opportunity. The healer was in town. And so it says he uh, began to shout. It was his choice to seek Jesus that day. He couldn't be forced into action. He couldn't be forced to believe. It was his choice. His blindness had forced him into a life of begging. He went to the same place day in and day out to beg for money. If he was ever going to move beyond going through the motions, if he was ever going to experience a breakthrough, today was the day. We need to take responsibility for our lives. As Bartimaeus did. We get stuck, as I said, going through the motions, pursuing routine after routine. Uh, we, we get stuck in our spiritual lives, prayerless lives, lives just maybe going through the motions, going to church on Sunday or tuning in o- online. And listen, I'm not minimizing that. I'm grateful, grateful for folks that are with us, grateful for folks that are online. You should be connected to the house of the Lord on Sunday. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for that medium response. But even religious duties, even godly pursuits can be reduced to going through the motions. You know, there was one place in the Old Testament where Jesus said of the sacrifices... The, the burnt offerings and the other sacrifices that the Israelites offered to him, Jesus, or, or God rather, spoke uh, to, to the people uh, and said, I am sick of your sacrifices. I am sick of your burnt offerings. Why would God say that? These were the sacrifices, these were the rituals that God had prescribed in the Old Testament law. Why would he say at one point, I'm sick of your sacrifices. Your burnt offerings are a stench in my nostrils. Why would God say that? Because even the godly prescribed ritual had become just that, ritual. Dead ritual, going through the motions. No passion, no heart in it. Do we understand? So even even good uh, uh, habits can become nothing more than rituals. We have to make a choice. We have to take responsibility for our lives. You know, we hear testimonies about people and they're serving God, and man, God's doing great things in their lives, and they're being used of God. And you ever say, hear that? And say, boy, I, I wish I could have that in my life. But Pastor Tim, you just you just don't know the problems I'm dealing with and the. The, the difficulties I have. Can I tell you something? Every person that you look at who seems to be, uh, you know, Joe or Josephine, super Christian, and is just serving God and has the joy of the Lord and is winning souls to Christ and involved in ministry, boy, and they're just doing great. Can I tell you what? Chances are they have as many problems as you do. It's true. And we all think we have the worst problems in the world. And that's, that's normal, that's human, because there are problems, right? But if you and I wait for all of our issues to be done away with, and we just wait for things magically to change, we'll be waiting the rest of our lives. We need to take responsibility for our lives. We need to get into God. We need to understand uh, the, the, the times when Jesus is passing this way. There was an old hymn we used to sing in my church when I grew up. Jesus is passing this way. He's passing this way. And, you know, God can, Jesus can intervene for us in any situation, in church, in our car, at home, at work, wherever it may be. But there are those moments when God is moving, often here in the sanctuary, but it can be anywhere where we just sense that God is stirring the waters and God wants to do something in our lives and we need to have a sense of what's taking place, that it's time. It's time, like Bartimaeus, to shout a little bit. It's time to break out of the routine. It's time to take responsibility for our own lives and say, Lord, you're passing this way. I'm going to reach out and touch the hem of your garment. I'm not going to be dissuaded, Lord it's time to have a breakthrough in my life. No one else can do that for you. Not your spouse, not your parents, not your brother, your sister, your grandparents, not the pastor, not your Sunday school teacher, not anybody but you. Take responsibility for your life. What's the second step to experience a breakthrough in life? It's this, believe that change is really possible. Believe that change is really possible. Also in verse 47, Bartimaeus said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus knew that his hope was only in Jesus. You ever feel that way? Your hope is only in Jesus? Let me tell you, if you feel like... Uh, that's the case. You're, you're, you're still in a good place. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, bring about a change in my life. Jesus, I'm looking to you. Jesus, you're my hope. That's what Bartimaeus was saying. Bartimaeus Uh, Through the years of blindness, through the years of begging, through the years of perhaps thinking things could never be any different, Bartimaeus, at least on this day, felt there was hope for his life because Jesus was passing his way. You see, if he didn't have a breakthrough, the likelihood was very high that he would remain a beggar the rest of his life. But he believed it was possible for change to take place. And we have to believe that. We have to be convinced of that. And if, 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 if you're here today and you've had a hard time, you've been struggling with the, the notion that change is even possible, I want to encourage you today. Uh, that's what these messages are designed to do. To, uh, you know, no limits. Believe God for the impossible. To encourage us to say, Lord, with you, anything and everything is possible. In 1984, Vyacheslav Borisov was a general serving the Russian army in Afghanistan. Borisov and his soldiers were sent on a mission to find and destroy an Afghani leader. On that mission, the helicopter that he and his fellow soldiers were on crashed in the Panjshir Mountains. Borisov was the only person on board who cried out for God's mercy as the helicopter went down and he was the only person to survive the crash. He says, in his first moment of consciousness after the crash, he saw the bodies of his fellow soldiers and heard the sound of gunfire nearby. But even so, he felt an unshakable peace. Through a translator, he said, when I saw fire from the helicopter, there was a great change that happened in me. I realized I was alive, and at this moment, I realized God truly exists because he saved my life. He says, I was the only one who cried out to God... And I thought he who calls upon God's name will truly be saved. Today, Borisov is grateful to the United States because his first Bible came from an American. And the chaplain who gave him the Bible encouraged him to grow in his faith and be more involved in God's work. He left the Russian military. And he was the first Russian general to be ordained as a minister of the gospel in Moscow. Today, he raises money that is used to purchase Bibles to be distributed to Russian soldiers. The general turned preacher says he wants to encourage people that their past doesn't matter. He stresses that if he, a former atheist, can believe in God's miracles, anyone can. He says every day since the crash has been a miracle for him. He says it never ceases to amaze me about what God does and how much he's doing for his people. What a powerful testimony. That change is possible. Romans 12, 2 in the message says, Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you. The same Jesus that healed Bartimaeus, as we're going to see, is still working in the lives of those who believe today. And church, whatever it is, whatever it is, some of you even now as I'm speaking, you're struggling, you're saying, you know, I know intellectually that God can do anything, but I just have trouble believing it's possible for me. Can I encourage you with the truth of the Word of God? It's not just possible in theory today. It's possible for you. Change is possible for you, for your life. He loves you no less than He loves any other child of God. He cares for you no less than He cares for anyone else. And if change is possible for a Russian general, if change is possible for a blind beggar, let me tell you, change is possible for you today. Hallelujah. We have to believe that change is possible. What's the third step to a breakthrough today? It's this, clarify what you really need. Jesus heard that he was uh, yelling out, said, who's who's making the racket? They said, this blind beggar, Bartimaeus. Jesus said, bring him here. Jesus said in verse 51, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus said, Rabbi, I want to see. He didn't beat around the bush, did he? Well, you know, Rabbi, I, uh, <laughs> I've been begging. I haven't had much money, and I don't have anybody to care for me. I, I, I you know, a caretaker or somebody, you know, I, I just need a better quality. Of... No, he didn't beat around the bush, did he? I'm blind. I want to see. say, Pastor Tim, that's, that's awfully simple, isn't it, though? It, 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 it takes a pastor or a theologian or a Christian to complicate it, doesn't it? He said, Rabbi, I want to see. I want a breakthrough. I want to change. And you know, sometimes uh, we, we have so much trouble believing a breakthrough is possible for us, we are, we are uh, hesitant to even say what we want. Hesitant even to voice it. Because it sounds so outlandish, so preposterous. It's such a 180 degree turn of my life from where it was before. I want my marriage made whole. I want to be healed. I, 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 I want to uh, have a healthy self-image. I, 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 I want good relationship with my kids. I want, we, we need to specify what we want. Don't be afraid to voice it. It's not too outlandish. It's not too absurd. It's not too preposterous. He said, I want to see. Jesus proposed a serious question. And don't you find it interesting that Jesus even asked him in the first place? He was obviously blind. He had to be helped over to where Jesus was. Jesus knew in half a second what his issue was, but he asked him anyway. You see, and, and I think that underscores there there's something key in declaring what you want from God. There's something very significant about that. And we sometimes we're just so used to going through the motions we don't even think about. Let me let me ask you this. If you could ask God for absolutely anything, and by the way, you can. If you could ask God for absolutely anything, what would you ask him for? Oh, I'm not talking about a 25-room mansion. You know, we need to take scripture in context. We know that. The Bible says if you ask a mist to consume on your lust, the Lord won't hear you. We know that. We're not talking. That's, that's nonsense. But anything of substance you could ask God for in your life, what would it be? Think about that. Have you thought about that? Maybe you've never voiced it. Maybe you've never voiced it to your spouse, to your loved ones, even to yourself. I'm suggesting to you today, declare it. Lord, this is what I want. Lord, this is what I'm going to believe you for. But what if I don't receive it right away? That's okay. I'm going to believe you for it until you either give it to me or tell me or or let me know that you don't want it for me, I'm going to believe you for it every single day of my life. That's what Bartimaeus did. He declared it. What do you need from God? What do you need God to do for you today? I want to encourage you to declare it, to get down on your knees before Almighty God and say, God, this is what I'm going to believe you for. And, And you declare that every single day. Put up, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I put reminders. I love the reminder on my phone, you know. I put it up. I, I, anything I want to remember, I put it on there. Put it on your phone, because most of us seem glued to our phones these days. Put it on your refrigerator. I, that works for me, too, by the way. Uh, and some of you, I know. I'm going to declare this. God, I'm going to believe this, you for this today. To clarify what you really need. Fourth step to receive a breakthrough in your life, don't worry about uh, what others might say. Verse 48, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Boy, that's human nature, isn't it? They said, "Be quiet. Don't, don't bother the master. Because someone in Bartimaeus' condition, he, he was lowly regarded. You know, people who were, were ill or handicapped, and women and children, they didn't have much standing in the culture of that day. And so he had his, uh, his uh, sickness, his illness, his impairment, and they just said, be quiet. See, th- th- everyone has problems, everyone has issues, but, and as we said, a moment ago, we have issues. They're major issues because we have them, but we don't like to think about the issues of other people. And so they told them be quiet. You will always have naysayers in your life. When you declare what you want to receive from God, you will always have someone tell you you're being foolish. You're being ridiculous. You're not. You're not in touch with reality. That it's that it's crazy. Anybody ever experienced that? You know what I'm talking about. You'll have you'll have naysayers, who will cut you down. You know, that can never happen. You, some of you, some of you, God has dropped an, a, a notion of a ministry that, that you, sh- you want to be involved in, or maybe even a ministry you want to initiate or start. And you'll have someone say, no, you're, you're not cut out for that. But God's dropped a dream in your heart. That's a, that, that, that entails a breakthrough as well. And you'll always have naysayers. You'll always have people who will tell you, no, be quiet. SK Telecom, the largest mobile phone provider in South Korea, has offered their customers new cell phones that will allow them to do more than keep in touch. They say that uh, they can uh, pay a certain small fee to download a sound wave that can't be heard by human ears, but which annoys mosquitoes within a three-foot range. Isn't that something from your cell phone? Uh, Selecting a combination of numbers on the phone's keypad uh, plays the sound, Um, and uh, so a lot of people have signed up for that. Uh, just to zap the life out of the mosquitoes. And just like that app can zap the life out of mosquitoes, there are people who can zap the life out of you. Come on, you know it's true. Pastor Tim, you mean people in the church? Yes, people in the church. (laughs) Because in case you haven't discovered this, and this is a first-time revelation for you, church people aren't perfect. Yeah, I know it's shocking. And like that app that'll zap the life out of mosquitoes, there are people who zap the spiritual life out of you. They'll zap the hope right out of you. They'll they'll tell you, forget it. It's a pipe dream. It's ridiculous. Don't worry about what people say. You have to worry about what one person says, and that's Almighty God. And if God said it as someone said, I believe it and that settles it. Hallelujah! Don't worry about what other people say. Proverbs 12.25 in the New American Standard Bible says, Anxiety in the heart of a man weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. Don't let people drown out the voice of God in your life. Don't worry about what other people say. Number five, the fifth step, stop waiting for the perfect time to act. Verse 46 says, as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. When Bartimaeus called out to Jesus, he and his disciples were actually getting ready to leave. Seemed like Bartimaeus had missed his chance. Wasn't really a good time. We struggle with timing sometimes, don't we? well, you know, I'm really, I I just really want to move forward for God, but, you know, it's just not the right time. I beg to differ. The time to move forward in God, the time to experience a breakthrough, it's always time for that. The time is now, church, church. Because you know what I've found, and I think you know this, I think most of us have found this, and I think we know it instinctively to be true. When it's not the time, usually when we say something's not the time, it turns out that by the criteria we use, it will never be the time. Right? Because we just push things off. We push things off. It wasn't the perfect time. Jesus was leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus could have said, you know, hopefully he'll come back. Hopefully he'll do another tour, and he'll come back, and I'll get him next time. He didn't do that, did he? He refused to wait. He seized the moment. Church, when is your moment? I submit to you, your moment is now for a breakthrough. Your moment is now to cry out to Jesus. Your moment is now to believe that change is possible. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for next month or next year or for when the timing just seems perfect. Most of the great things in life take place when the timing is lousy. But somebody pushes through. Somebody uh, perseveres and says, for me, the time is now. And if you've been needing a breakthrough for years or for a period of time and you've just said, I wonder when my time will be, I'm here to announce to you today, your time is now. One of the things I've always been amazed at growing up is, and, and you know, I haven't seen it lately, but seeing, seeing girls skip rope. I mean, you know, when, when, when there's two girls doing their, and they're doing two at a time, and another girl will just kind of jump in. Some of you maybe, I say girls, I don't think guys have a chance doing that. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's always amazed me. Two ropes go in opposite directions and a girl just knows when to jump in there. If I tried that, it would take about a second and a half for myself, the ropes, and the two people on the end to just crash to the ground. Right? Isn't that... Is anybody else amazed by that or just me? Okay, maybe it's just... I'm simple, but... Man, they just, they just know how to jump in and do the timing. And, you know, they can, they can pick the time. We need to pick the time, and the time is now. Don't wait for the perfect moment to stop going through the motions. Every moment is precious. And the time to act is now. The time for your breakthrough is now. Stop waiting for the perfect time. Stop waiting for everything to be aligned. Stop waiting for your calendar to clear. (laughs) When will that happen? Stop waiting for the perfect time to act. What's the sixth and final step to achieve a breakthrough? Number six, do something that is bold. Throwing his cloak aside, verse 50 says. He responded to Jesus. You know, he could have been embarrassed. Do you ever say something and about half a second out of it's out of your mouth? Wish you didn't. Bartimaeus could have done that. Oh, what did I do that for? He didn't. He threw his cloak aside. He was, he was getting ready to move. He was going to do something bold. He was going to come up to Jesus and tell him what he wanted. So Pastor Sam, why is it so important to do something bold? I'm not saying do something ridiculous, but sometimes do something bold. What do I mean by something bold? Do something out of the ordinary. Change the pattern. Do, 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 do something that's going to break the monotony. That's what I mean by something bold. Why? Number one, because it, focus, it, it, it centers your focus on what's important. It says, I, I, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm going to set aside anything else right now. Lord, I'm focusing on you. I'm focusing on a breakthrough. I'm focusing on a breakthrough. Lord, I'm, I'm, Lord, I'm, I'm going to change things up. I'm going to change the pattern. You know? If, you're, if, you're, if your prayer life isn't what it needs to be, maybe, maybe uh, you know, try a different time of the day. Try a different pattern. Maybe try a different devotional book. Maybe, find, there, are, there are a million and one aids online for, for prayer, personal devotions, prayer time, Bible reading, read through the Bible, read, study through, uh, read through the Bible in a year, study a book of the Bible through a year, uh, you name it, it's there. And it, they're easy to find. Do something, di- why, is there, is, there, is there one magic way to do it? No, but just do something different. Maybe, maybe, maybe there'll be a thought, there'll be something that'll spark you. Take, take action. Or maybe maybe go get counseling, get someone to pray for you who can, who can give you insight into what you're dealing with. Don't just let things go on and on and on and on if you need a breakthrough. Do something that is bold. Maybe, maybe set aside a time for personal renewal. Maybe if you can, get away for a, a, a day or even an afternoon. And to a quiet spot and just get along with God and say, God, I'm here to put aside my cell phone and all the distractions. I'm just going to spend time with you. God, I need something from you today. I can't go on uh, day after day as things are. I need something from you. Do something bold. Do something to change it up. And the Lord will speak something into your heart. The Lord will uh, do something in your life. He'll give you a new direction. Sometimes we hear people talking about God spoke to me. Oh, God never spoke to me. He will if you'll give him a chance. He will if you'll take time to listen. How, how many know what I'm talking about? You've found that when, when, when you give God some time, he speaks to you. He'll make a scripture come alive. He'll bring an impression from his Holy Spirit to your inner spirit. And, 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 and he will he will just speak to you i'm not talking about an audible voice handwriting on the wall but but he will he will get a message through to you and that message can carry your breakthrough it can change your life do something bold do something out of the ordinary conclusion this morning what would hap- have happened if bartimaeus just kept going through the motions i can tell you what would have happened Absolutely nothing. He would have never regained his sight. He would have never gotten away from begging. He would have spent the rest of his days on the side of the road. What will happen in your life if you don't believe God for a breakthrough? How will things go? What will the future hold? Things will stay the same because they often do. We're, listen, I get it, we're creatures of habit. I am fully 100% a creature of habit. I like my routines as much as anybody. I think there's a certain comfort in a certain amount of routine. And, and routines can be helpful in some ways, but don't let routine choke off the possibility of a breakthrough. You understand what I'm saying? Don't, don't, let it, don't become so grounded in your routine that there's not room for God to work. What are the steps to experience a breakthrough in life? First of all, take responsibility for your life. Don't expect things to just change because they will. You need to take responsibility for your life. Second, believe that change is really possible. Believe that it's possible. What is impossible with man, Jesus said, is possible with God. Third, clarify what you really need. Don't be afraid to speak it out. Don't be afraid to acknowledge it. Maybe it's too fantastic for you to have even believed it up till now. Clarify what you really need. Number four, don't worry about what other people might say. There will always be people to zap the spiritual life out of you and your dreams and to rob you of a breakthrough. Don't listen to them. Don't even hang around them. Even if they're Christians, yes, even if they're Christians. If they're going to kill off your chance for a breakthrough, you don't need them in your life at the moment. Pastor Tim, that sounds harsh. Well, it's true. Number five, stop waiting for the perfect time to act. It's not next week, next month, next year, next decade. The time for your breakthrough is now. It's now. And number six, do something that is bold. Take a step. Move toward Jesus. The saying goes, you take one step toward Jesus. He'll take two toward you.